Welcome, everybody, to the newest edition of Curbells and Chair Shots. I am Dominic Hobson doing the intro because Brandon doesn't know how to do it. Sitting in his semi-comfy chair at his house is Brandon. Brandon, say hi to the people. Hi, people. Lovely. Wonderful. So the reason I'm doing the intro this time is because I just want to give it a shot because I never do it. Brandon, you can keep going. I hate doing this. Oh, well, thank you, Dominic. It's lovely to be with you here today on this lovely hot Friday afternoon night. Dominic, it's fucking hot again. What the hell's going on with our climate? It's almost like it's changing. Well, you see, you know, when we have a high pressure system building in the north, high pressure building in the south, when they collide, it gets a really high pressure system over us. So, you know, high pressure systems are not California's friend right now. Dominic Hobson coming to your local news with the weather report. Watch out. Hey. All seriousness, I almost thought about doing that after high school. Wait, so. You're going to be a, a meteorologist or a news? Yeah, both. Both? Both. both. <laughs> Boo-foo. Never mind. All right, so we have to switch gears. It seems like we do. I mean, I guess we do do this every single week. Unfortunately, we have to talk about another unfortunate passing in the world of baseball. Joe Morgan passed away this past week cincinnati red great i don't know if mr x has anything to say about it but yes he does he does if you want to pull it up uh he can say his piece on it but i mean joe morgan he made a name for himself in the 70s with the big red machine uh mvp world series winner great but for me personally i know him more from sunday night baseball with uh john miller i mean early 2000s that's my childhood right there I didn't even really, I mean, I knew he was a player, but I didn't realize how great of a player he actually was. And he has Bay Area roots. He was born in Texas, but grew up in Oakland, graduated from Castlemont High. He actually had a stint with both the A's and the, I almost said the 49ers, the Giants. So another great baseball player, sadly, has unfortunately passed away. Dominic, your thoughts on Joe Morgan? I mean, what what can you say about him i mean i when i think of joe morgan i think of mostly the reds i mean you know me my baseball knowledge is not as vast as maybe yours and other people's but joe morgan i do affiliate with the reds um the series title in 75 and 76 i think you know are kind of the two that stick out um i do want to read mr x's i know we usually cover him for Mr. X's questions of the week, but because it is tied to his favorite baseball team, I want to read his little passage. So he states, uh, got to start by paying a tribute to legendary second baseman of for the Reds, Joe Morgan. He's a huge name in Cincinnati and greater Cincinnati area for his contributions to the big red machine during their back-to-back world series titles in 75 and 76. He accomplished so much on the field in his legendary career. He gave so much back to the game off the field Rest well, little Joe. Rest in power and rest in peace. So someone like Mr. X paying tribute. And I mean, I think all week long we've been getting not just uh, I don't mean us, but I mean, in the world of baseball, everybody's, you know, paying their little tribute. You know, he's, you know, I think one of the greatest second basemen. I'm not going to say top, you know, he's not top, you know, one, two, but definitely someone you would like to model your life after on and off the field. Rest in peace. 
Yeah, he's just one of those guys that kind of embodies kind of the weirdness of baseball because people did look down on him because he was smaller in stature. People didn't think he really had a shot of making it really anywhere in baseball, but he stuck to his guns. He continued to play, won the MVP for God's sakes. I mean, as much as we kind of clown on the Astros, I mean, we have Jose Altuve doing his thing, and obviously Joe Morgan was the predecessor to that. So let's just jump into it. We got the MLB playoffs to discuss. The championship series are underway. As we speak, the Rays and the Astros are going on in game six. The Rays jumped out to a 3 nothing lead. We haven't even discussed this because at the very end of our last podcast, the Rays just clinched game five to go into the ALCS, but they are facing the Astros, went up three games to none against the Astros, and now the Astros are storming back. They won the next two games, and currently it is five to one in the top of the six. Kyle Tucker just hit a home run, so the Astros are on a roll right now, Dominic. It looks like they're going to force a game seven. Now, it's game seven, all hands on deck. Do the Astros do the unthinkable and do what only one other team in history, the 04 Red Sox, and come back from a 3-0 deficit? I mean, I really hope not. I mean, I don't think the Astros should be there in the first place, but that's because our lovely athletics just like to choke on dicks when we don't need them to. But with that being said, I, I got a feeling they're going to f- force the game seven, but I, I'm going to put my money on the Rays. I feel like backs against the wall. The Rays will do everything and anything to, to, to win the series. The first three games, the Ast- the Astros were held in check. That's what the Rays wanted. They want to keep them in check, but they also wanted to get the key hits from all the guys. I mean, we talked about it last week on the podcast that we kind of felt as though the Yankees can go blow for blow with the Astros. Maybe they don't have the, obviously they don't have the pitching as the Rays do, but we were kind of questioning whether the Rays could keep up with the Astros if they kept up what they did in that Oakland series. And right now, it's not really looking like it. I mean, the Astros are, they score five runs right now. And from what we're seeing, I mean, we have Randy Rosarena on the Rays. He's, you know, he's killing it, but he can't just do everything by himself. So I do think the Astros are going to get it to a game seven. As much as it pains me to say this, I'm kind of here for Carlos Correa being an absolute asshole and just trolling everybody and then dropping Dick in the process. I mean, I, I agree, but it, it's just irritating because I mean, you can't deny he's a good player. You cannot, you can't deny it, but it, it just, I, I, how do I explain it? It pisses me off, but he's doing his job. You know what I mean? So it makes me want to, I absolutely despise the Astros for it, but then it comes down to it. And you know that he's doing it on purpose, you know, and it's it's one of those things where like, maybe if you stop giving into it, they'll be less motivated, you know, and maybe they'll start sucking dick again. It's kind of like Conor McGregor, you know, uh, Floyd Mayweather, just those assholes that a lot of people hate, but also a lot of people love. But yet when it comes down to it, they get the job done in the ring. I mean, except for when Connor has to face Habib, but we're not going to talk about that. So, I mean, as we talked about last week, I'm all here for Dodgers, Astros, World Series, settle the score from 17. But 
right now it's not looking like the Dodgers will make it to the World Series because the Braves are up three or up yeah three games to one right now in the National League Championship Series. The game is going to be underway and I think an hour or so. So we're not going to be able to know the final of that by the time we're done recording this here podcast. But Dominic, the both these teams were on a roll, maybe more so the Dodgers because they were just, you know, hitting the cover off the ball. And then the Braves come in. They have uh, Max Freed, Ian Anderson, hold them in check. They come in for game three. The Dodgers put up 11 runs in the first inning over before the game even started. And then they come back. You think, okay, they got the momentum on their side. Come back game four, get the win. That doesn't happen. They get shut down yet again. The Braves lineup, I think I didn't give them enough credit. I think the Braves lineup is absolutely fantastic. I was a little worrisome about that early, uh, or I guess the back half of the starting pitching. But they're able to get that game four win. And now the Braves have a chance to clinch and get the pennant here tonight. I I want to say I, I had the Braves winning the division, but I didn't expect them to get this uh, to to make it to the World Series. I felt like the I just felt like the Dodgers were all, and 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 I think this is what a lot of people were figuring out or were were assuming was the Dodgers are just going to fucking annihilate anyone that gets in their way. So I think everyone's kind of taking a step back and going like, shit, this Brave team is kind of stacked a little bit. If you think about it, if, if you pick it apart, yeah, they got, I think, Acuna, right? Or is, that, is he on the Indians? I'm not good with people, Brandon. Help me out here. Ronald Acuna Jr. is on the Braves. Correct. Oh, look at that. I'm fucking a genius. That makes it sound like... You're, you're fucking a genius? Yeah, the studio audience. Shh, 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 it's okay. But, uh, you know, I, I think if, when you strip that lineup apart, you you can honestly see that the Braves, you know, can go blow for blow, maybe not as not as much against the Dodgers, but definitely a stacked lineup. I think, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking that the Braves are going to definitely get this win, go to the World Series. I, I think the Braves are going to win the whole thing now, honestly. I'm changing my picks. I do agree with you. I think the Dodgers will win tonight to keep their hopes alive. I think it's very similar to the Yankees where a lot of people in going into the season thought that both these teams was a lock to make it to the world series because they're so stacked. Now I think on paper, you know, the starting lineups and the first few starting pitchers, the Dodgers definitely do have the edge, but I mean, and then when it comes to depth, I think the Dodgers have the edge, but I just think that top part, the pitching staff, is kind of what's really getting the difference done because the Dodgers live off just raking. And when they don't put 11 runs up in an inning, they kind of get held in check a bit. But I got to agree with you. I do think the Braves will win tomorrow in game six. When it comes to the American League, as much it pains me to admit it, I think the Astros are rolling downhill and it's going to be really hard to stop them. I think Astros get the job done and win in seven and make the comeback. Is, is there any way that, and I'm just saying it because I'm one of those people. Is there any way or is there any possibility that they cheated this season and, you know, we're just going to come back in a couple of years and they're like, Oh, they cheated this season too. There's always a possibility. I mean, there's. let's be honest. There's probably teams out there that haven't been caught yet that are doing some 
maybe not outright cheating like the Astros were doing back in 17, but there's probably some teams that are cutting corners and maybe not doing the most ethical thing in the world. Now we've seen with game five of the Yankees and the Rays, all hands on deck, pitching for pitching. I think the Rays definitely have the advantage, but there's just something about like momentum. The There's no days off, so you just got to get back on the saddle. And then when the Astros kind of knock them off again, it's like, oh shit, here we go again. So I think that's kind of why I'm leaning towards the Astros to uh, to win. I think those those first few innings in Game 7, if it does happen, I mean, we still have, what, three innings left or four innings left, so there could be a miraculous comeback here for the Rays. But uh, the, the Astros offensively have gotten their groove, and we've seen this in many different sports. You don't got to be the best team during the regular season. You just got to be the best team during the postseason to get the win. Well, let's hope that uh, the Rays can finally – pull something out of their ass because I really don't want the Astros to win this. Now, as one season is coming to a close, the NBA has crowned its champion. The Los Angeles Lakers beat the Miami Heat in six games. We all kind of thought that this was an, an inevitability when, I mean, Dominic, congratulations. Beginning of the season, you picked the Lakers to win and they did win. So I'll let you, uh, you know, get on your soapbox and and talk about how you got this prediction right. You really went on a limb on that one. Well, let's be real here. I'm just, uh, you know, you're baseball smart. And I'm basketball smart. Let's be real here. Um, you know, I want to thank the Academy for realizing my greatness and picking NBA champions and uh, fuck LeBron James. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on, Dominic. What you got to gotta recognize greatness i mean i know there's every time i recognize it but i don't have to respect him so i i i take that back i respect his greatness but i don't respect him why why don't you respect him i feel like he's just a baby back bitch and why is he a baby back bitch because i feel like he is the reason why and you know and when i say this i will also say this about curry too okay I feel like he is what's wrong with the game, and that's why when you see all these younger kids in uh, the you know the CYL leagues and the high school leagues and college and stuff that are uh, talented, I give them, I give them, they're fucking talented. But that's why you see them when one little thing goes wrong, they're the ones that throw their arms up and start complaining like, "Oh, that was a foul! That was a foul! Was a this, that, this, that." It's like, why don't you just take it off the chin, be a good sportsman, and go and go finish the job that you started. Same thing with Curry. Curry, granted, he's great, but because of him, people are running away from the fundamentals of the game and just lobbing threes everywhere. So I feel like, you know, I respect the greatness, respect the uh, athletic ability, but when it comes down to, uh, you know, kind of just the other aspects of the game, it's kind of like, God, this this person's shit. So you're going to sit here and tell Steph Curry, who is the greatest three-point shooter of all time, no questions asked, to stop shooting three-pointers all the time. I'm not saying, I'm not telling him to say, I'm not going to tell him stop. I'm just saying it's it's an aspect of the game that, you know, granted, yes, we're, we have definitely 100% drifted away from, uh, you know, just pick and roll, give it to the big guy, let him, let him dunk it, let him lay it up, whatever. We've drifted away from that from that style. But, you know, do it. And it's not the three pointer. 
it's the crazy shots the you know you're you're not you're not even taking the you're not letting the play develop you're dribbling up court and just pulling up that is what's ruining the game now when you it's, say that it, i think you're thinking of the houston rockets i think the golden state warriors are one of the best coach teams in the league and they run plays and they get they you know they run their plays they execute properly and because they're so great they make everything look so easy but how many times but okay maybe maybe i am but how many times have you seen it's two on one and it's curry and thompson or curry and whoever's down 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 court and instead of doing the for sure just bounce pass or whatever to the person that's at the basket, the easy two point does he pull up the open three. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, granted, understand Dominic, if you're, if you're high, if you're high, quick quick math right here, three points is more than two points is more than two points, but it's a lot harder to hit a three than a two. You're telling, you're telling me you're standing underneath the basket. You're more likely to hit a three than a two. I think Steph Curry wide open top of the key is 80% likely to hit that shot. 90% likely to hit that shot where, you know, it might be a hundred percent of an open layup, but that extra, I'll take that extra 10% to miss to get the extra point. I'm, I'm just saying, but that that's the thing though. He's also, like you said, he's one of the greatest three pointers shooter. If the not greatest. the, yeah, he is the greatest, but are you going to say that to little Timmy who's playing in high school and, He's, you know, he's an average because of Steph Curry, little Timmy thinks that he can be a basketball player because all he has to do is just develop a, a, you know, a clean shot. And he could, he might be five, eight, five, 10. And as long as he has some good handles and he can shoot a three, he has a spot on the team. I'm I'm just saying, I don't want to keep going on, going on and on about this because I can't, but I'm just saying, you know, I mean, it's, it's more LeBron that I, I don't ju- I just I just think he it, it's it's how he did everything with with Cleveland Miami back to Cleveland down the lake it's it, it's it, it's that part of it I think is what yeah. doesn't sit right with me excuse me while you know Curry kind of ju- Dominic no I almost did um you just threw in your mouth yeah a little bit um but whereas Curry's Curry is just more of the the, the 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 chewing of the mouth guard and the sleeves shit it's like super annoying seeing the little little fucking you know church kids and all that shit doing that's annoying sorry dominic that the little church kids shooting threes with their shooter sleeve was, was on your grass and you had to yell at them uh, i i talked constantly about it pretty much i sprayed my water hose at them i mean how how do we get from lebron james winning the Los sorry, the Los Angeles Lakers winning to just argue about Steph Curry and CYO kids shooting threes. Because I said I don't I, I respect LeBron's greatness, not him. Said so he's a brave baby back bitch. Yes, I understand how we got there. I was just kind of making a point. But anyways. Oh, anyways. Uh, Lakers fucking beat that ass. Brandon, how I, I never really asked you because you know we went on a little temporary hiatus, but how do you feel that the heat Lost. When the C- when the series first started, I did not think the Heat were going to win. I was happy that they at least got two games out of it. And yeah, you had Bam injured, you had Gordon injured, but I think this sets up the Heat better for next year because it gives them hope and it says that if we make a few moves here and there, 
we can definitely compete with the Lakers, the Clippers, the whoever out of the West to win the finals. Because I think if you come out this year and if they got bounced in the first round, you're like, okay, I mean, we're okay. We maybe will make a move here and there, but you know, we're, we're kind of farther away than we want to be or need to be to ultimately hold up that Larry O'Brien trophy, but seeing Tyler hero be the, the mm-hmm. champ that he is. So, you know, you have another guy there with Jimmy, Jimmy buckets. And I think the news kind of came out that the heat are maybe not going all in for next year, but they're definitely trying to eye to get that second superstar to pair with Butler. And that might be the hidden piece for them to really make it over the top and what either get to the finals again or win it all. Well, and that's, that's one question I was going to ask you right now is, you know, you got Giannis floating around somewhere, maybe resigns with, with uh, the Bucks. You the have thing with Giannis is you have to trade for him. And I just don't know how much the heat would want to give up. Like, are you giving up either hero Gordon or bam for Giannis? And that's also kind of the thing with the, with the warriors is they have draft capital. So that makes it a little easier to trade. But then I think also you might be having to trade either uh, Wiggins. Uh, what's not is Wiggins on the team. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I get confused. That was I get confused with all the trades and stuff. So either Wiggins, uh, Draymond, or Clay. You might have to give up one of those three guys to get Giannis, but it's Giannis. It's probably worth it. Now with the Heat, I don't know if that'd be worth it because they don't have the draft capital that the Warriors do. So I was actually going to bring that up too. Is who would who would you give up for Giannis? So if you you give up whatever draft picks they wanted. Out of this three, I, I I got a feeling you'd probably pick Wiggins, but if it was Draymond or Clay, who would you give up? I think if you're gonna, if they're willing to take just one of the three, I think at the moment I would pick Draymond. Draymond might be kind of on his way down. Yeah, he's been hurt. He doesn't have the full guys around him, and Draymond isn't going to be that lead guy. So if you have Steph and Clay together. Pair him with Giannis. I think you put Giannis on the court, that's a much, much bigger upgrade compared to Draymond. So I think that definitely helps the Warriors. But then on the other side, I don't know if that's what the Bucks would want because I feel like Draymond, fantastic defensive player. Offensively, he has his deficiencies, obviously. And who knows what his health is. You know, he's kind of, I mean, he's not old, but the way he plays, more than likely his body is going to break down earlier rather than you know earlier than some other guys okay well i'll keep that in mind till when we get to our nba predictions next year and this is going to be a very interesting nba offseason because it is a shortened offseason compared to normal i'm not exactly sure when the 2021 season is going to start i don't even know if they've announced anything yet but I think it's definitely kind of dependent on if there's fans, if there's not fans and everything like that. But we do have some more coaching moves. The Lakers just beat the Heat to win the championship. The Clippers, they canned uh, Doc Rivers and they hired their new head coach, Ty Lu. Dominic, your thoughts on the new hiring for the Clippers? I don't know what to say. I I'm not going to say Doc was doing a bad job. I felt like there's only so much a coach can do to get the team to where they need to be. Um, I, I, I put it more on the players, just maybe B 
being overconfident, cocky, something like that. Um, with Tyron, I, I, I think it's a bad, bad replacement. Going from Doc to him, I, I don't like it at all. Granted, I understand why they did because he, you know, the success with, with, with Cleveland, you know, all, all the, what was it, three back-to-back, three back-to-back, uh, two-back uh, uh, championship appearances with one victory. It's, it's, fair, it's pretty good as Doc isn't, you know, as good, I guess, maybe to say. But I, I don't like it. I think they probably could have done better, honestly. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I'm not a big fan of, of Ty Lu and this hiring. We've talked about the Nets and how KD has kind of come out and said that there's not really a head coach. It's all just going to be like a collaborative effort in Cleveland. It kind of came out that maybe LeBron James had a little bit more pull than a normal player would. I mean, it's LeBron James. Obviously, he's going to have more influence than a normal player. But I just feel like Ty Lu. He's a great like assistant coach because he seems like he seems like a good brother. He seems like, you know, a guy who's going to get along with the uh, the players. But when it comes to leading them and like, you know, calling plays and like being that authoritative head coach, which that might just not be a thing anymore. Like that just might be something that's kind of gone away with the NBA. So we're going to have to wait and see. I mean, I like the Clippers early on. I, I mean, I picked them to win. Obviously, I didn't. That didn't happen. So we're going to – I, I got to agree with you. I'm not the biggest fan of this signing, but then also it's like who else out there, unless you're just going to take a shot on some assistant head coach some, somewhere else, which that might be a better move, honestly. But I think Ty Lue is kind of the big name that's out there other than uh, Stan Van Gundy. But I don't think that's another so possibility. One thing I was going to bring up that I probably would have given a shot was either, you know, signing – you know, like you said, that go go with a random assistant, but tell him that assist or, you know, or just promote the current assistant and just be like, look, we're going to try something new. We want the players just to kind of to take initiative and kind kind of what the Nets are doing. You know, w- the players have a lot of input. The coach is kind of just more there to, to handle, handle the big picture, last minute kind of big decisions, you know, kind of have that that veto power of like the players want to do this. What do you think? Yes. Go for it. No, don't go for it. But I, I think, you know, you have Kawhi. Um, are they bringing back Paul George or is he there to st- I mean, I, I know, I thought I heard something about if he's going to come back or not or something like I, I might've misunderstood, but um, it's one of those things where maybe I, if it was me, promote that crappy in assistant and be like, look, we're going to have the players pretty much coach themselves. And if it works, it works. If not, then you're not in trouble for it. So Dominic, this is not on the script. So I'm going to give you a curveball. We got some more coaching news. Uh, hold on. Let me, let me just pull it up real quick. Cause I have forgotten this person's first name already. And I don't, don't want to mess it up. Rick Renteria, former manager of the white Sox. He has been canned and there are rumors and speculation out there that possibly either Alex Cora or AJ Hinch could be in the running, maybe also Tony LaRussa. So your thoughts on those three possibilities coming to the South side? I would a hundred percent go with Tony. Just, uh, I mean, it's track record wise, Tony way better. Hinch is, is, scumbag 
So don't I don't care. And then the other guy's scumbag too. So go with Tony, no matter what. Damn hot takes coming from Dominic. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think Tony LaRusso is going to come back to coach. And I think he has a good gig up there in management for the MLB. AJ Hinch, Alex Cora. I think Alex Cora kind of has. I was going to say, I think Alex Cora had more of a handling on the, uh, whatchamacallit, the cheating scandal than AJ Hinch did. But I kind of agree with you. Like, it's not a good look to hire those two guys, especially just after a year of getting fired. Carlos Beltran, he's out there. I think, well, he's also, it's it's a whole possibility. Scumbag. Okay, every, everybody's a scumbag to Dominic. Is there another scumbag that you want, want to talk about? AJ Przinsky. Fuck that guy. I was trying to give you like a layup to call a friend of me out. Wait, he's not a scumbag, okay? Okay, just, just making sure, just making sure. All right, now let's get into the football portion. So when we do football predictions, Dominic, what does that mean? It's time for. It's time for Dominic's Picks. Bump, bump. Brought to you by Raise Energy. If you want, go to raiseenergy.com to get a free four-pack of Raise Energy. All you got to do is pay 10 bucks for the shipping and handling. You know, I've said this on the podcast before. I take an energy drink every Friday for the podcast, and I've bought my lovely four-pack. I've had Voodoo, liked it, had gummy, whatever, sour gummy worms, be honest. Wasn't my favorite. But today, Dominic, I had Galaxy Burst, and not going to lie, that shit is amazing. Maybe so, top maybe top five favorite flavors on my list. I when I got my big old pack or whatever, my ambassador pack, whatever, I gave you Galaxy Burst in the packet, and I also gave you the can, I think a week later. You gave which me was what you gave me voodoo, Dominic. I thought I gave you oh, I gave you oh no, I'll give it to my friend. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what did you like better? Powder or can, or were they both the same? I did think that they're – I like the can better because it is a bigger supplement. It's The powder is only good for 10 ounces, but you could go get a tub of this, of this shit. And if you use code CBC as a checkout, you get 15% off. Go to repsports.com. That's rep2psports.com. Use code CBC as a checkout. Get 15% off all Ray's energy products. And don't forget, Brandon, clearly you don't, you don't follow – our Twitter page, which you should, because you would have, you would have saw it. But I believe if I'm not mistaken, they're still doing the promotion is when you use curveball, uh, our curveball and church, let go CBCS. You also get along with 50% off. You get a free t-shirt as well. So, so what the fuck are you doing? Just go. Exactly. Right. All right. Anyways, back now, to Dominic's picks. Let's get into week six. But before we're going to look back at week five, Dominic, another close week, but you did eke out the victory. You went 10 and three. I went nine and four, bringing Dominic's overall record to 51, 27 and one. I am two games ahead still with a record of 53, 25 and one. So 
no Thursday night football this week because of COVID and there's a whole bunch of different schedule changes, but we will look back at a, at a game last week. We're going to look at the Monday night football game because both of these teams are on a bye this week. The Los Angeles chargers went to the Superdome to face my new Orleans saints. Justin Herbert looking damn good. First half. Fantastic. Kind of stalled a little bit in the second half led the team down to, to almost a victory until the uh, the money badger, not the best nickname right now because he was not money. He doinked it. Then they go to the over. Then they go to overtime. Drew Brees does his thing, leads them down to get a field goal. Justin Herbert tries to come back and answer, but was unable to. Dominic, your thoughts on this game? I just want to talk about Herbert. I feel like getting thrown you know you didn't really get to ease him into this position he was thrown in this position his game first game was against Mahomes and the Chiefs phenomenal game going against Drew Brees this week I think yeah you were right great first half second half he kind of you know little 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 bit of mistakes but I think this guy is big money definitely going to have some trade value for those teams that need a good quarterback. So, you know, granted, Dominic, what is with you in just trading everybody? I don't know, man. Like I got, if this you have butt. a franchise quarterback on a rookie deal, that is ideal for a super bowl formula. Why would you trade that? Because I got the trade bug brother. What happens? Okay. How many times have we seen these rookies get traded away and they go on to be bigger and better somewhere else. Every fucking sport, dude. So don't, don't, don't come at me sideways. Dominic, can you give me some that. names? Can you give me some names, Dominic? Oh, oh, you want names, bro? Yeah, you want fucking want, names? I, I do want names, bro. You want names? You want names? I'll get you names. Just talk for about 25 minutes and let me do some research. Okay. Okay. I do agree that Justin Herbert has been just absolutely phenomenal. He's doing things. I mean, he, he set a record first rookie ever to throw four touchdowns on Monday night football. He's doing things that only Patrick Mahomes and Cam Newton have done in their rookie year. And it sucks for Tyrod Taylor. I mean, Justin Herbert is the starter from now on, but I think he has shown that this kid can be damn good. And I mean, I know the chargers are rivals of the Raiders, but they're one and four. And all five games have been one possession games. That just sucks. It's almost better to just get blown out than to lose all your games by like three or seven points. But I think we've talked about that though for fantasy. I think I mentioned it. I was like, what's worse, getting blown out or losing a really, really close game? And I think the frenemy said losing the close games or getting blown out. And then I think we, we you and me agreed the uh, the close games, right? I would rather get blown out because if you lose to if you lose close, then you were just there. You almost had it. And it makes you second guess yourself that if you made a different switch here and there that you could have won. I think I think okay, I got it mixed up. I think you and me agreed on the blowout. He agreed on the close call. Because it was like, oh, you're this close to winning, damn, versus the blowout. It's like, oh well, I suck. So I think I think I got it reversed. I think you and me agreed on the on the on the blowout or whatever. I don't know. Moving on to the other side of this game, the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees, once again, didn't look phenomenal. He was able to make the, I guess, medium kind of deep throws when he needed to. He was supposed to have Michael Thomas 
on this on the team this week. But he got into a fight with a teammate, threw a punch, and now he was disciplined. So now, poor Michael Thomas fantasy owners, I wonder who that could be. He only plays one game healthy, and then, I mean, he was hurt. Well, I guess he rolled his ankle in that first game. So really, you haven't really got a Michael Thomas game this entire year. The Saints were able to put up 30 points. It's the Chargers. Their defense isn't exactly the best in the world, but they're still able to kind of move the ball and score points. Now, Michael Thomas, in theory, will come back next week after the bye. Does that mean the New Orleans Saints will get back on track and they're going to look more like the team we've seen in the past? Oh, I would hope so. I mean, whoever has Michael Thomas, I mean, I bet you that person's kind of, you know, cursing his name every week, but you know, for someone like me who I have, I have uh, Sanders. I regret not starting him because the first, you know, the first four weeks he put up shit. And I think last week he put up like 27 points or something crazy. And I was just like, son of a fucking bitch. He finally does something. and I don't start him. I start someone else who, who I regret starting. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, when 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 your when your star goes down, it's kind of hard because you don't know who's going to take a spot, you know. Especially your your number one receiver, you don't know who can fill it, so you put a couple different people in, and you got to get a feel for who who makes that best fit. But with the Saints, with Tom Thomas is just I'm not gonna say irreplaceable, but he does so much for their offense. It's kind of hard to get that person that can do everything he does. But hopefully when he comes back, maybe he's not going to be as angry. Maybe take some manage- anger management classes or something, but, you know, but needs to, you know, I, I think he'll help him get back on track. Now let's get into the actual games this before, week. Before we start, can I ask one question, Brandon? Okay, Dominic, I'll let you have this one question. How'd Joe Mixon do? I think Joe Mixon, uh, you know, he, he put up Joe Mixon numbers. Why? Why would you want to ask about Joe Mixon? It seems very... Uh, specific i'm just just i'm just asking you know just 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 asking looking back at last week looks like joe mixon rushed for 59 yards but it looks as though he also was implemented uh, very well in the passing game cincinnati they uh, got held in check against the ravens sorry mr x but it is the ravens and that's kind of what they do now let's get into the actual preview of the games speaking of the ravens we got a battle of the birds The Baltimore Ravens will travel to Philadelphia to take on those Eagles. The Eagles went up against the Steelers last week, put up a fight against them. They were able to score a lot of points. That offense we thought was, I mean, it is very hurt via injuries, but they're able to keep up with the Steelers. Can the Eagles do the same this week and keep up with the Ravens? Negative. I think the Ravens, you know, as much as I love a good eagle, I think a Raven would be the eagle in a fight. So I'm going to go with the Ravens. I do agree with you. I think the Ravens will win here. I do think there still are some question marks surrounding that Ravens offense. It's just not exactly clicking on all cylinders like it was last year. I mean, last year it had the greatest rushing season of all time. So it is kind of hard to compare it to that. But I mean, they were I mean, they were ahead and going to win that game last week for pretty much the entire game but they were kind of stuck at 17, 20 points for a long time. They couldn't really, you know, put their foot on the Bengals neck. So the Eagles, I think are a better team than the Bengals, but I do think the Ravens will win here. Now, moving on to it, moving on to Minnesota 
rather. Well, the Vikings will take on the Atlanta Falcons, not the Hawks or the Braves, the Atlanta Falcons, who will not have Dan Quinn as their head coach because he has been fired last week. I said, oh, Atlanta is going to win because Dan Quinn's coaching for his job. And even if he loses, maybe he won't get fired on the ride home. Well, shows what I know. That actually happened. Dan Quinn has been fired. Similar to Bill O'Brien, a very defensive-minded head coach. So I don't know what this is going to do for the offensive side of the ball. But defense is definitely the weak spot of that Atlanta uh, team. Dominic, what say you? Vikings, Falcons. Who wins here? Vikings will win just because I feel like the Falcons are still missing some some key pieces. So I'll still go with the Vikings. I do think the Vikings are definitely starting to figure some things out. I mean, they probably – I mean, they should have won that game against the Seahawks last week. Now, Dalvin Cook is injured. He's not going to play, but Alexander Madison is a fine replacement. I think the Vikings are more than capable of dashing that Falcons defense. And the Falcons offense has kind of, you know, sputtered a little bit. They haven't, the passing game, Matt Ryan hasn't been looking too good, but Todd Gurley on their, on the other hand has started to figure things out a little bit. So I think this, this has definitely a possibility of being a shootout. So, but I think the, Vikings will get the job done here and get the win because they kind of need to stuck at, I think one in four on the season. So they really not got to get their shit together. Are they two and three? I don't know, but they got to get a win here. You need to get your shit together. Cause you need to figure out what their fucking score is. The record is all right, man. Maybe I so will find out what the, their record is. The next time the net, the next teams that we talk about right now, I need you to have it on. You need to lock it up. All right, man. This is Dom. This is Dominic's picks. This isn't somewhat knowledgeable, Dominic. This is fucking Dominic's picks. Get your shit together. I'm going to go grab another beer. Better have this unlock. They are one and four. I was correct. Boom. Should have trusted my gut the first time. Should have. Now we got a AFC North matchup between the Cleveland Browns taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As I said, the Steelers were in a shootout with the Eagles last week. The Browns were able to get a win against the Indianapolis Colts. Both of these teams are doing very well. The Steelers are undefeated. The Browns are four and one. Now are the Browns legit? Can they go into Pittsburgh and get the win here? Odell Beckham uh, was sent home via illness, not exactly COVID related, but he from last time I checked, he's had negative tests, so he probably will play. There are still some question marks surrounding Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield. I think at least Baker will play because, as he said, Mama didn't raise no wuss. I think Juice and Odell are still a little bit more question marks. But Dominic, division of matchup, Cleveland trying to prove themselves. Can they do it against the Steelers? I feel like part of me wants to go with Cleveland just because I'm I'm. I want to ride. I want to ride them out, but I, the Pittsburgh is kind of just kicking ass this season. So I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go with the Browns. Browns will win. I don't think Chase Claypool is gonna put up four touchdowns like he did last week. We've seen with the Browns' offense, they can they can do some things if they everything's clicking. They definitely can put up points. Now, can they do it against that Steelers defense, which we thought was very stingy, but 
the Eagles were able to put a lot of points up on them. So maybe that's kind of a factor to see if the Steelers defense can hold the Browns in check. So I will go with the Browns. Now, moving over to those Indianapolis Colts, as I talked about, they are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Now the Colts defense, fantastic. One of the best in the league. Yet the offense with Phillip Rivers, not exactly doing very well. I mean, they got Philip Rivers. Come on, man. Like, go. This is he, in tw- this is in 2010, Dominic. Okay, but listen, 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 Linda, listen. For not winning a championship and for kind of being, you know, I would never say the chart when he was on the Chargers, he was ever a, you know, the Chargers were never really a playoff. Cont- I mean, they, they made playoffs, but never really, you know, con- had a contending team. I feel like he is one of the greatest quarterbacks, in my opinion. Right? I mean, Charger history, sure. I don't know about it of all time. I mean, all time, yeah, not really. I would say he's like, you know, top 20, maybe 30. I don't know. When you're doing your research about all these rookies that got traded and did better somewhere else, also look at all the Philip Rivers stats and get back to me on that one, all right? Okay, cool. I can do that for you. All right, Dom. You get some homework for the next episode. But the Bengals taking on the Colts. I mean, both of these teams definitely have their flaws. I think the defense of the Colts is going to give rookie Joe Burrow a lot of fits. Can And then the kind of deficient offense of the Colts going up against the deficient defense of the Bengals. Who's able to uh, win this one? Is it going to be an ugly matchup? Nope, it's going to be the Bengals, baby. Go Tigers. Or Bengals. I will go with the Colts. I think that this uh, is a real run-heavy game. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a big game against the Bengals. Uh, you know, hold the hold the ball. Don't make Phillip Rivers do too much. And I think the Colts are able to uh, get the win here. Sorry, Mr. X. But then we got we had a battle of the birds, Dominic. But now we have a battle of the cats as the Detroit Lions go to Jacksonville to take on those Hagwires. This is probably going to be a shootout. Both these defenses, not the best in the world. Is it going to be which team gets the ball last? Which one doesn't make the mistake? Jacksonville, kind of trash, but the offense is good enough to keep up with the Lions. Who wins in this one? I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm kind of split. I feel like both of them are kind of underrated to an, to an extent. Um, I, I feel like it's going to be a Jaguar kind of day. So I'll go with the Jags. And I will go with the Lions. I'm not the biggest fan of the Lions, but I think coming off of a bye, you have two weeks to prepare for the Jaguars who aren't really that great. They're, n- nobody really you know stands out. DJ Chark is questionable going into the game, so that's definitely going to hurt them. So I'm going to go with the Lions to win here now moving on we got the chicago bears taking on the carolina panthers both of these teams coming off of big wins the panthers beating the falcons the bears beating the buccaneers i think the uh the panthers are definitely playing above what people thought they were going to be and the bears are kind of right around i think the record is above what people thought they would be but i think their actual play on the field is about what people thought they were is it because of bdn being on the field I mean, BDN 
he wasn't like lining up. It was a lot of field goals in that game on Thursday, and that's really the reason why they won. So I think Carolina, uh, That I mean, it's going to, I think, depend on that Chicago Bears defense. If they can keep Mike Davis in check, I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to have a rough time, lock up DJ Moore. I think the Chicago Bears win this game. You know, they say defense wins ball games. So I think I'll go with the Bears. Or championships. Well. Whatever. Go with the Bears. Dub Bears. Then we got an NFC East matchup. The Washington football team will take on the New York football Giants. The story of the year happened last week as Alex Smith returned from his life threatening injury as he filled in for Kyle Allen after Kyle Allen was taken off the field due to concussion protocol. Uh, kind of a scary situation because it was very similar conditions to when he got injured the first time. Also, Aaron Donald was in the backfield literally every play it felt like. So, But I, I do think Kyle Allen is still going to be starting this game. You know, that's probably something I should have looked up beforehand, but I didn't. Because you're Brandon and you think you know everything, but you don't know nothing. You don't and know. Uh, who's starting? Uh, it's uh, Alex Smith. Cause he did because he did so good. Mm. Mm. That leg is strong. I heard. Or are you just trying to get me to stall for you while you look it up, just so you can try to be, you know, try trying to help anybody who's listening? Maybe last minute little tinkering of their lineups. I mean. We'll just go Kyle Kyle Allen because I, I type in Washington football team QB and then it just gives me a whole lot of nothing. That's because it's trash. I mean, who really cares? I mean, let's be honest. You're not really starting anybody. No one on that team, yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, bo- this is probably going to be a, a bowling shoe ugly game, as old Jim Ross would say. Washington taking on the Giants. It is at the Meadowlands. Who wins in this one? If if Alex Smith is cubing, I think I'll give the edge to the to Washington. Okay. Well, I I just I just pulled up this thing from the Washington Post, which I think that the Washington Post would know a thing or two about the Washington football team, and the headline says, "Who is Washington's quarterback?" The team is still figuring it out. So that's a uh, great great work, <laughs> great work for the for the team over there. So, you know what? I'm just going to double down. Going to go with Washington. And I will go with the Giants. I I think I was going to go with this regardless of who you pick, but I I could see Washington getting the win here. I think the Rams are a a tough matchup against them, so that's why they look so bad. The Giants, on the other hand, it is divisional, so you never know exactly what's going to happen over there, but I think the Giants will win. Now, moving on to a game that was supposed to happen last week, and it's still in question this week. It is the Denver Broncos taking on the New England Patriots. The Patriots have had another positive test. I, I believe Cam Newton is still out because of the Rona. Melvin Gordon was cited with a DUI in speeding. He is questionable. Who knows if he's going to even play, if he's suspended, or he's going to suit up but then not play at all. It, this game just has a lot of question marks surrounding it. Well, how, I, one thing I want to know, Brandon, is you got on my case about wearing my mask wrong that one time and other things. But how come no one's yelling at Cam Newton? You know, he got he got he tested positive. So he must have done something wrong. Right. 
and also my boy Cristiano Ronaldo. Stay strong, brother. My cousin. Uh, I mean, he could drop dead. Who gives a fuck about that guy? Wow, I cannot handle this Cristiano. Messi Ronaldo all day, baby. Uh, when's the last time Messi won a major country tournament? You know, I have to make a phone call to my uh, correspondent for the soccer <clears throat> he edition hasn't. of Curve. He hasn't. Number one fan. <laughs> yeah, Messi's number one fan. But you know, we'll we'll bring him on next week. But he, he, but is he, he related? Is he related to Messi? Like I'm related Are to you, Ronaldo. Okay, tell me your relation to Ronaldo right now. Uh, Madeira, very small island. I'm pretty sure I'm like 20th cousin removed. Brent, you bring me Ancestry.com and you can pinpoint your relations. I, I'll accept it. I mean, I have so, my, so I, have my answer, have I have my Ancestry.com whatever profile and it says that I am from, I have links to Madeira. Okay. Where he was born. You, you have homework to do now, my friend. You need to link yourself to Ronaldo somehow, and you need you have one week to to this time. So you have till next week at six ten. Let me know. Okay, so as we were talking about Cristiano Ronaldo and my relationship to him, the Denver Broncos are supposed to be taking on the New England Patriots. Dominic, who wins? Go with the Patriots. Fuck the Broncos. I will go with the Patriots as well. Then we get another ugly matchup: the New York. Football Jets take on the Miami Dolphins after they upset the San Francisco 49ers because I told you that was going to happen. Nobody believed me. I told you the Dolphins were going to come in there. Now, I didn't think they were just going to sit there and just blow their ass out, but they did that anyways. So the Dolphins, as I said, a much better team than people give them credit for. The Jets are an absolute dumpster fire. The Dolphins are going to shove their fin right up the Jets. That was I was going to say blow, something. Blowhole. Blowhole. No, like what's what's like a part of like a plane? Uh, they're their propeller. They're, okay, well. But then usually like the propeller, that's what kills all the birds. But that, 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 that that's a plane, not, not a jet. A jet doesn't have a propeller. Jets have engines. You know what, Dominic? I am not. I know you live. You think you're all high and mighty because you live right next to a fucking airport. But goddamn it. <laughs> Brandon, I was going to say this, which I'm surprised you didn't bring it up. But, you know, we have Le'Veon Bell, who was on the Jets. They got traded to the Chiefs. So I think if uh, he was the, not traded, he was released. And well, he signed. was released. OK, but we still didn't talk about it, that he uh, was well, released. The, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, we haven't talked about them yet, which I was going to bring up. But I mean, if you want to talk about it right now. I mean, I just want to bring it up. The fact that he was on the Jets now. He's not on the Jets and he's on the Chiefs now. So I want to fucking talk about it. OK, Dominic, All right? give, the, give me a pick. The Jets, Dolphins. Dolphins. OK, Le'Veon Bell. Go after it. He is a good football player there. Hot no, take. no, in all honesty, I feel like the Jets kind of screw, screwed themselves with Le'Veon. I feel like they could have uh, done more. Wow. Could have done more with him or could have traded him, you know, eventually. But, um, you know. Le'Veon's, I, I, yeah, he's not as young as he used to be, but I think he's still a pretty good quarterback. I mean, running back, sorry. Le'Veon Bell with the absolute heist of the century. He signs $28 million. He doesn't have a rush. He doesn't have a 20-yard rush in his Jets career. Only scored four touchdowns. Didn't rush for over 100 yards in any game. But yet he made his money. And so, yes, he has. he was released. The Jets 
have seemingly have picked Adam Gase over Le'Veon Bell. Now, who knows how long Adam Gase will be on the New York Jets. We shall see about that. But it came down to three teams that Le'Veon Bell was looking at, and he ended up picking. I mean, it seemed as though it was between really the Chiefs and the Dolphins. The Dolphins were uh, offering him more money, but Le'Veon Bell decided to ring chase and go to the Chiefs. Now, he has to do uh, COVID protocol and everything like that. The Chiefs, you know, he's probably not, he's not playing this week, obviously. Might play next week, but probably in a very limited capacity. So, Dominic, your thoughts on Le'Veon Bell signing with the Chiefs. They have the rookie running back, uh, CEH. He had a good first week, really hasn't lived up to, I think, the high expectations that people had for him. So what are you expecting Le'Veon Bell in that Chiefs offense? Is he going to be more of a pass catcher? Is he going to be just a straight-up second guy and just gets run in and out whenever they want him to? I I think at the moment he'll be a good just straight, just number two. And then if anything, he can be in there, you know, to, to, you know, you're on, you're on the one yard line, get, get that one yard. Um, he, I think the chiefs got away with, with, with a good, a good running back. I I'm, I think the dolphins could use him, not, not to take anything away from like Gaskin, who, who's been putting up pretty decent numbers, but you know, he, he's a solid running back. So but the Chiefs, Chiefs could definitely use him as a number two. I kind of compare this to the Chiefs getting LaShawn McCoy last year. They were able to make him a pretty solid, dependable running back. Like, yeah, he was kind of the third guy in the totem pole, but he was very useful. And I think Le'Veon Bell at this point of his career is much better than LaShawn McCoy. Now we see Le'Veon Bell from the Steelers days. Obviously not. I mean, he's an old running back, and that's kind of just what happens. But we've seen Adrian Peterson doing work. Adrian Peterson, maybe one of the greatest running backs of all time. So kind of hard to put him on that same caliber. But I do think Le'Veon Bell in that Chiefs offense will be interesting to see how they implement him. And for people who have CEH in their fantasy lineup, I mean, you, you got one week to really, I, I, I'm i not saying like trade him or anything like that, but you have still one week of CEH production as you expected him. But I think in the next coming weeks, we're going to see those touches kind of fall off. Not exactly to... 50-50, but I think maybe 60-40, 75-25, something like that. I don't know. Do you think, so whoever has him in the coming weeks when Lambion finally joins the team, who do you think will be getting the ball? Your first and goal, you got two yards to to make a touchdown. Who do you think gets the snap? That's a very good question. We're going to have to find out. I would say Le'Veon Bell. I don't have like the numbers in front of me of like how, how big they are and the size discrepancy, but that's kind of been the thing with CEH right now is he hasn't gotten those touchdowns. He's gotten, he's gotten touches, but he just doesn't get those goal line touches that turn into touchdowns. So is that going to change with Le'Veon Bell? Is is CEH more of the goal line back compared to Le'Veon Bell or, or does Bell come in there and definitely snipe those touchdowns so because because that would be the biggest thing if you know if you have Le'Veon and which maybe someone just traded for Le'Veon Bell this past uh this maybe last night maybe someone did and then but and then but someone just, tried to double back on their offer and try to restructure it Ooh, hate and, to be that guy and then the person who traded for Le'Veon Bell was like uh oh, fuck you we agreed to it I'm not going going back on it 
<laughs> I'm just saying, I feel like that person, you know, the way if you can figure it out, I, I kind of did, but I feel like, uh, you know, if, if, if Le'Veon's going to be getting more of the balls and, you know, in the first and goals and all that kind of stuff, then I'd rather have Le'Veon because he's going to be scoring you more touchdowns, if anything. Now we get a marquee matchup of quarterbacks, the Green Bay Packers coming off of there by traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are not off a of bye, but they played Thursday night, so they will be well-rested as well. Tampa Bay, I think this is going to be a measuring stick game for them because they're coming off of that loss against the Bears. I think Green Bay is definitely a force to be reckoned with. They're well-rested coming off their bye. Dominic? I know you like Tom Brady. You got a share of him in fantasy. What you thinking about this matchup? Um, I'll go with Tom Brady just because in the Tampa Bay, because I need them to win. And I will go with Green Bay, not because I need them to win, but I think they're a better, a better football team and they will win. Now, getting on to the prime time game, Sunday night football. I think, uh, the people over there at NBC have been giving too much love to San Francisco at the beginning of the season, thinking that they were going to be a very good football team. But I told you that they weren't. Now, did I, I didn't think they're going to be this trash. Obviously, there's injuries and everything, but I told you, Super Bowl hangover, a real thing. And we are seeing that as the 49ers are coming off of that shock. I, I mean, it's not shocking because I told you it was going to happen. Loss against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the 49ers will be hosting the Los Angeles Rams, which – they seemingly are better than what people thought they were. So two teams going in opposite directions. Can the 49ers kind of steer the ship? Jimmy G did get benched last week, but Kyle Shanahan obviously kind of put it in more on the injury than him being trash. So I think Jimmy G will start this game, but I think that Rams defense is going to give him fits. And that Rams offense is going to just, I think, torch the secondary. I think the front seven still is decent enough to kind of hold the running backs in check. But I think the secondary is definitely the weak spot of the 49ers at the moment. Well, I, I think I'm going to go with shit. I'm going to go with the Rams. I feel like if Jimmy G doesn't show up like he did in the beginning of the season, this, this the Rams are going to have a fucking field day. Uh, if Jimmy G does show up, I think – Ooh, give the Rams a run for their money. It'll be a close, tight-knit game, but I still, I'll go with the Rams still. And I will go with the Rams as well. So now we got two Monday, I guess one Monday afternoon and one Monday night football game. This was supposed to be Thursday night, but because of COVID, it got moved to Monday. Kansas City Chiefs coming off of their not shocking loss because Dominic told you the Raiders are going to beat the Chiefs. I mean, I still picked the Chiefs, but... I'm pretty sure you, know. you picked Dominic. I listen, I listen back to the tape every single week. You picked the Raiders. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm gassing myself up picking the, the Dolphins over the... Uh, whatchamacallit? Over the 49ers, but I'm trying to give you some love here. I, I, thought, I thought I said the Raiders were going to win, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs because... Whatever. I, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take so, the credit. Fuck so you you're, so shit. You're, okay, so, I mean, if you're going to... Should I change your record? Because I have it down that you uh, you picked them to win. No, 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 no. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, keep keep, 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 keep with the win. Okay. I, I'm trying to gas you up, and that doesn't happen very often. So when I gas you up, all right, take it, all right? Brandon, it's because every time you gas me up, I say something fucking stupid, and then you go, Tommy, you say some pretty fucking shit sometimes. Just, just, like when I, just like I, I said that you picked them to win, and then you immediately said you didn't. But see, but that's not 
to me, that's not something that will be qualified as Dominic is some pretty fucking stupid shit. So, I mean, anyways, both of these teams coming off of losses, Kansas city traveling to Buffalo to take on the bills. I think people think that this could be a AFC championship preview. Will it? I agree. Yes. Yes, I agree. I don't think so because those Tennessee Titans whooped that Buffalo ass. And I think those Tennessee Titans are kind of looking like that AFC champ that I thought they were going to be. They're on a bye this week. So we're going to have to. I mean, but everybody was thinking the Chiefs are going to whoop that Raider ass and the Raiders whooped that ass. So, I mean, come on. But uh, so Kansas City taking on the Buffalo Bills. Dominic, what say you? Who's winning? I'm going to go with Kansas City. I feel like Mr. Patrick over there is, you know, he has a chip on his shoulder. He's going to go with, he, he's going to go off. One thing I want to point out though, and, and I don't think I mentioned it yet, but did you realize that Mahomes did not go and give, you know, little high five to Derek Carr after the game? He fucking ran away like a little bitch. Because he doesn't want to get the Rona. Bull fucking shit. He's a little fucking bitch. Is that little bitch going to win against Josh Allen? I said yes. I'm going with the Chiefs. Okay, that's because I wasn't paying attention because I realized that I said some stupid shit that the Tennessee Titans would be in a bye, even though they can't be on a bye because they just had their bye because they had pretty much half of their whole fucking facility test positive for the coronavirus. So we're going to go back in time on Sunday. The Houston Texans travel to Tennessee to take on the Titans. The Titans are going to get this win because they're on a roll. Dominic, do you agree with me? Sure. Wow, that was very, uh, yeah. I don't even think I gave my pick for the other Monday night game. I will go with Kansas City as well. They will right the ship. Uh, the real Monday night football game, the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Dallas Cowboys, who unfortunately will not be with their star quarterback, Dak Prescott, because he suffered a very severe cramp, according to Tony Romo. That will be, uh, he will be out for four to six months. Never seen a cramp like that in my life but i don't think he will come back the same i think he will honestly he's not going to play the game the same he's going to be too scared to you know he's gonna he's gonna be definitely different i don't think he will be a starting quarterback after this injury dominic with the hot dominic he said some pretty stupid shit before but saying that dak prescott will not be a starting quarterback after this injury might be one of the stupidest things we've ever said Okay, I want you to fucking bookmark this, Brandon, because watch, when he comes back, he's going to get fucking benched because he's going to be throwing pick after pick, sack after sack. He's going to be making stupid choices because he's scared. He's going to get rid of the ball too quick because he doesn't want to get hurt again. Watch, guaranteed. Okay, completely disagree with you on that. I don't know if you want to talk about Dak, everything that happened with them early on in the season, all the money talks and trying to sign an extension. They just couldn't come to terms. And now all that is kind of blown up in smoke. Jerry Jones, or I don't know if it's Jerry Jones, but I think his son came out and said that Dak Prescott is still part of their future. Now you said he is not going to be a starting quarterback in the league anymore, but will he be a backup for the Dallas Cowboys? I think so. I see. I'm not, I'm the reason I say he's not going to be a starter is just because I feel like he's going to be too nervous Granted, I, I'm probably wrong because I'm wrong half the time, but I feel like he, you know, 
it's going to take him a good season to get reacclimated, and I don't think the Cowboys are going to want him to wait a season. So, I think he will return to the Cowboys. Not exactly 100% on that, but I just have a feeling that he's going to return. So the Arizona Cardinals, who are coming off of their win against the Jets, but it's the Jets. Come on. what? I just opened the window because it was fucking hot in here, and now apparently Bob the Builder is outside my goddamn house doing some stupid ass shit <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking have a heat stroke in here because i'm fucking sweating and shit but anyways uh moving on we got our we didn't give a pick i got dallas dominic who do you have also go with dallas studio audience just texted me quote can you hurry the fuck up and finish that stupid podcast whoa 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 stupid podcast it's you know i understand hurry the fuck up but stupid podcast, you know, don't worry, Brandon. I will talk to her. Don't worry. You're right here. And Dominic is dead. <laughs> so we both got the Dallas Cowboys. Now, finally, Thursday night football, uh, probably another ugly game. New York football giants taking on the Philadelphia Eagles because students told to hurry the fuck up. I will go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, damn, I don't know. Maybe I should take my time to pick, make this pick. Okay, okay, we'll go to the Eagles, 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 Eagles. Okay, that is it for the uh, sports portion. So then we go to uh, some questions. Does anybody have any questions? Well, before you before you uh, pull up Mr. X's questions, I got a question oh, okay. from, sure. the, from the Instagram. A uh, sure. friend of me, I, well, maybe he is a friend of me of the podcast, uh, Tyler I Gunnison. don't know. Maybe he's a strictly enemy now. He has asked. He's an enemy. He has asked what will he have to do to get you to get him on your good side, both of you and the studio audience and also how mad are you at him? So you, you said, how mad am I? So take that. It's how mad just, are y'all? Did he say y'all or you, or me? It's a question because, for you and the studio audience. Well, I can't answer for the studio audience. I can say how I feel and maybe she feels the same way. So let's give a little, little, little bit of a context here. You know, uh, you were away at the frenemy's house. Don't, don't what? Don't, why do you say it on the podcast? Oh, don't say it on the podcast, or just say. Why, why do you guys have to bring it up on the podcast? Okay, so just say how fucking pissed off we are, huh? You want me to fucking just shoot on the motherfucker, Brandon? Is that what you want, huh? Is that what you want? Is that what you want? I, huh? I just want you to shoot him, shoot all over him, Dominic. You want me to shoot all over him? I mean, that's definitely doable. I mean, that might help the situation. Might get me some pent-up aggression taken out, but, you know, I, I don't know what it will do. I mean, for me, long story short, for me, I ain't fucking tripping. But, you know, I can't answer for studio audience. He needs to he needs to right that wrong, so to speak. All right, Dominic, do we have any questions in the inbox? Well, we do, because... It's time for the longest-running questions in Curveball's Chair Shots history. It is time for Mr. X's questions of the week. Um, pretty much. So we already went over Joe Morgan, RIP, GOAT. Uh, keep it on with the sports. If the Astros somehow come back and actually go all the way to somehow win the title, will they be accused of cheating again? I think I already asked this, Brandon, and 
I think you said. Are you just stealing Mr. X's questions? No. What the I fuck? Think you, I think you are because subliminally you read you read the Joe Morgan thing, so you already kind of maybe read a little bit of that question. So you just subliminally stole subliminally. Stole are Mr. you? X's question. You're accusing me. You're a you're a sign stealer. You're a question stealer, just like the Astros. Wow, I am not only offended, but I'm also appalled because uh, Dominic, what I have to do to make it up to you? I don't know. I think I think you're back on my shit list, and Tyler just took over now. I I don't know how to feel right now because now I know Mr. X is gonna email us, to, you know, for the next podcast, and it's like, oh, are you stealing my questions? So now I'm at to defend that. I'm, you know, I I don't I don't know how to feel right now, Brandon. You know, I I'm 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 hurt. I'm definitely hurt. You didn't yes. steal his question. You both are smart individuals, so you just think on the same wavelength. Thank you. I appreciate it. I did steal the Joe Morgan shit, though. Okay, anyways. Uh, on to the wrestling po- uh, portion. Uh, Hi, Travis. Sticking with... It's only one AEW thing, which is fine, because, you know, AEW, trash. Uh... Could this whole TNT title picture end up as a triple threat with Cody, Orange, and Darby? I hope the God not. No more triple threats. Just have one-on-one matches. There's too many triple threats in WWE. Don't need to see them in AEW. Thank God. On to WWE because you just brought them up. Should W... I already know your answer to this, which before when I finish the questions, let me answer on your behalf, okay? Okay, and I'll, I'll Should- say if it's different or not. Okay. Should WWE have taken the opportunity to unify the tag titles instead of the official trading of the tag titles? Well, you know, I'm an advocate for less titles. So, yeah, I think put merging them together would have been a better idea. Right? Beautiful impression. There we go. Thank you. Oh, we go! And studio audience just lost their toes. Hate, hate to see it. Hate to hate, see it. Hate to see it. Anyways, last but not least, and these are a lot of a lot of negative things, and I don't know if I want to talk about it, but the new day has been split up. Lana has a title shot. Ember Moon's music has changed. Why do I hate all of these ideas so much, Brandon? What the hell's going on? Well, I can't speak for Mister X, but Lana being number one contender, that is kind of uh, puzzling. I mean, I guess it just kind of shows to you that the women's division depth on Raw is not the best. So uh, that's that. Ember Moon's theme song. It has changed for the worse. Once again, more W. I mean, I, I know C CFO dollar sign, whatever the fuck his name is. He's not with the company anymore. So they're probably trying to, you know, stay away from his theme songs and try to have their own theme songs under their umbrella show. It's probably just a business thing. So I kind of understand it. Doesn't mean I agree with it or like it, but I understand it. Well, if you guys want to be like Mr. X and be on my good side, unlike the friend of me, because he, you know, he he uh, emailed the, the the Instagram, not the Twitter. You know, email me curveballs and cs at gmail.com or Twitter curveball and cs curveballs and cs Facebook. No, 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 curveballs bip, 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 bip. Let's back it up. Back it what? up. What's the Gmail what? account? CurveballNCS at gmail.com. Twitter is at CurveballsNCS. And Facebook is Curveballs and Chair Shots. There we go. Instagram is also Curveballs 
and CS if you would like to give us a follow. Now, we're just going to quickly go to tonight's SmackDown because Goldberg, it is the SmackDown premiere, season premiere, because that's a thing, I guess. Uh, Goldberg is set to return. He's going to be looking over the universal title match between Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. Now, probably not really smart to talk about something that's going on right now, so people is, are going to know what happened by the time they listen to this, but your thoughts, Dominic. We've already discussed Goldberg will be with the company for the foreseeable future. What the fuck is going on? What do you see him doing? He is the new Universal Champion in the next five months. Guaranteed. So you think he's going to challenge Roman Reigns instead of challenge Braun Strowman, which I think you can go either way on. It's going to be Roman and Goldberg at WrestleMania. Fuck The Rock. It's going to be Roman and Goldberg. Okay, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. Now, uh, we're not going to go over everything with the draft, Dominic. Is there anything that really stood out to you? I mean, there's some shuffling. I think we've kind of seen that WWE kind of put more heels on Raw because babyface champion, more babyfaces on SmackDown because of heel champion. It kind of made sense. Nothing really like, you know, nothing really stood out. I mean, the New Day breaking up was kind of the big thing. But also, Otis and Tucker broke up. That's big news as well. Eh, It's whatever. The only thing I got to talk about is they traded Jeff and AJ to Raw, but they're kind of going over the same storyline again. Like, I was hoping you you would bring them over to Raw and they would kind of, like, wipe clean, but AJ comes down and says, oh, it's the one can do like it's last call. Ugh. It's like, when are they going to be fucking over the stupid Jeff Hardy sobriety shit? Like, it, the first one time, okay. The second time, okay. Now it's just getting super fucking annoying. When is it going to end? Because Jeff Hardy is a drunk and an out and a druggie, and that's his one thing. Because Vince McMahon likes to hone in on one aspect of a character and really just hammer that home. And so, congratulations, Jeff, you're a drug addict. See, I didn't steal that question from Mister X, you asshole. Good job, Dominic. Now, I guess we just kind of quickly move through. Uh, they're continuing with the Orton and McIntyre thing. Orton cuts a promo. McIntyre brawls with them. I mean, straightforward, nothing really too major there. They're kind of moving along to hell in a cell. Uh, Cool. I mean, I kind of was hoping this feud was going to be over because I don't see the real payoff in the end. It's not like it's, it, you know, if it was Randy was champion and McIntyre was facing him, I could see, you know, them feuding because at the end, the big payoff is McIntyre winning. But with it being Randy, I kind of don't see the big payout at the end. So maybe it's just me, but I kind of don't like it anymore. So you already kind of talked a little bit about it. Jeff Hardy faced off against Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. It ends up with Elias making his illustrious return and attacked Jeff Hardy. And his reasoning was because Jeff Hardy ran him over the car, even though we all know it wasn't Jeff. He was probably Seamus, but they're not admitting it to it. So Elias, who was just a baby face when he got ran over, now he's a heel, so Elias always turning back and forth like he's the big show. Well, that's Elias for you. He's never going to, you and know. Elias has... bringing back concerts. What a noble man he is. You know what? Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm always going to be team Elias. Fuck this. All right. Uh, Ricochet defeats Cedric Alexander. Hopefully, I mean, I guess this means that this whole feud with uh, the Hurt Business is finally over with. Thank God. 
I mean, you're welcome, I guess. I mean, that was my idea to, to, to stop the feud, but whatever. Damn, Dominic, you're you're in the booking meetings. You're not telling me? You're not smarting me up? Uh, you know, when I'm related to Eric Bischoff, you know, it's all good. Show Go to Ancestry.com and show me how you and Eric Bischoff are related. More homework, Dominic. You're just really piling up homework. Hey, I need the homework, dog. Uh, we've talked a little bit about it, at least I, I did. Lana is your new number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. She also continues her streak of getting put through a table, so good night for Lana, I guess. You know, Lana definitely should not be winning. You know, actually, I take that back. I feel like how petty Vince is, they would give Lana the title just to show Rusev, like, look, we gave her a title, but not you. Even though he was United States champion, but, you know, he never won the big, 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 big title. And then we're going to talk stuff that didn't happen on Raw. Retribution, nowhere to be seen. After the big reveal of Mustafa Ali, we got like kind of a little video package promo thing last week. No retribution this week. Dominic, what the what the fuck's going on here? I mean, I was kind of shitted on the storyline, but now you, you bring in a leader, and now they're not doing anything. I mean, that's... Well, let me ask you. When they brought... When it was... When it came to light that Mustafa was the... Or Mustafa. Uh, Muf- Muf- Mufasa? Where's Simba? I don't know where the fuck Simba is. I don't know. When Ali came to light that he was later, were you intrigued or were you still turned off by this idea? I just have to ask. Well, Dominic, if you uh, listen to me when it first happened, I, I said. I, I don't. I don't listen. I, I just kind of like I, I, I tone you out and then tone, tone back in at the end. You just hear when I say, Dominic, what do you think? And then you're like, oh, what happened? Pretty much. Yeah. So uh, as I said, I'm okay with Mustafa Ali being the leader, mainly because he is getting kind of, I would say, pulled up kind of, not really, but I'm more happy the fact that it's not pulling somebody down like, uh, I don't know, Alistair Black or Kevin Owens or Keith Lee or something like that. So then with that being said, do you think them to keeping retribution off this week was because of the lackluster they got from the reveal? Or do you think it was just maybe like, okay, we don't really have anything going on this week for you, so stay off? I'm going to go with creative has nothing for you. And I think they're going to really try to pack the season premieres on both Raw and SmackDown. So I think we'll see Retribution next week. Do we see that? Are they going to be kind of S.H.I.E.L.D.-esque in the fact that they are screw over people both on Raw and SmackDown? Or do you see them? They maybe got drafted staying? to Raw, Dominic. They have to respect the guidelines. They can only be on Raw. And then the other thing is, do you see them maybe kind of not doing a lot or being off all the way to kind of sell and then screwing over Drew or screwing over Randy, maybe something like that? I would keep Retribution off of the main event storylines. If you want to do something with the Hurt business because of they have the U.S. title, sure, go for it. But keep this away from the top tier stuff. Oh, and also we have not seen raw underground in the past few weeks and it seems as though it has been canceled now the kind of reasoning quote-unquote behind this is because of covid related precautions they don't want to have all the extras there possibly have a spread or something or other like that but let's be honest no one really liked raw underground it was a horrible kind of attempt at a blood sport shoot style fighting dominic are you how sad are you that raw underground is no more I'm not that sad, but, you know, Mr. X loved Raw Underground, I heard. I, like, he was a huge supporter of it. 
Um, but in all honesty, I can see why they stopped it, which I'm happy for. But you know, they drafted. I think I saw they drafted a few of the people. They drafted Abacado and Arturo Ruas. So my thing is, so we know these guys from Raw Underground. My thing is, how are they shoot fighters, you know, real bare knuckle fighters? And then how's that going to, you know, translate into so-called the world of professional wrestling? You know what I mean? It's, 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 you know, if we're introduced to them as, oh, they're fighters and then, oh, they can actually wrestle. It's kind of like weird to me. So I don't know too much about Dabakato and his background, but Arturo Ruaz has been on NXT. He's only had like a few matches here and there. But I have actually been somewhat impressed with his look and his kind of raw ability. So I think he's kind of a guy to look out for. Uh, Dabakato, I mean, he's just a big dude. He probably not going to be doing too much athletically. So both of those guys, I don't really have too high of expectations for. But I think if anyone will to surprise us and do anything, I think it would be Ruhas. Sorry, the uh, best friend was calling me when I was trying to hit the talk, but. Um, I, I I never knew about Ruha, so I mean, I'll definitely keep my eyes open for him. All right, now let's go to AEW Dynamite. They start off the show with a tag team championship match. The best friends go to take on FTR. FTR retains their titles. Uh, we get Miro attacking best friends after the fact because they destroyed Kip Sabian's arcade game. So sad. Really devastating heels with great motivations for attacking baby faces because they destroyed their video game. Dogs are barking. Give me three seconds. Uh, did Miro say game over because it was shoot on triple H or do you think it was just a, you know, Pretty just, sure a just some shitty line because of video games. Okay. Just want to make sure uh, best friends. I feel like if they're not tag champions by the end of this year, they need to make a tag champs beginning of 2021. I am. I've been pretty impressed with best friends. I wasn't very high on them at the beginning, but I think they've kind of come around and not really uh, do too much of the silly stuff. I liked what they did with uh, Santana and Ortiz, and then kind of moving into this match. I think this was a really good match as well. Then after that, we had the Miro, whatever you know, attack best friends, and that leads into Miro and Kip Sabin getting a squash win. Miro cuts the promo as Dominic said, and blah 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 blah. I I would think that this means we're going to see Miro and Sabian 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 take on the best friends at full gear or on an episode of Dynamite, kind of to put themselves over at least more Miro over. Uh, we've I mean we touched on a little bit, kind of your thoughts on Miro and his kind of introduction, really playing into the no pun intended the video game aspect of his life. Off topic question: AEW going to make a video game? You think? Or do you think it's going to be quite a ways out? I mean, they have come out and said they want to make a video game. Obviously, COVID kind of puts a wrench in all those plans. So I they haven't made an announcement yet. I would assume by end of 2021, I think we have a video game. Either in the works or completely done. As long as it's better than Impacts, or it was, I think, technically TNA. As long as it's better than, better than their video game, I'm all for it. I have not bought a WWE video game, I think, since 2K18. It's been a while. The last one I bought was like SmackDown versus Raw, like 2009 or something like that. 
well, first time for everything. I guess we had MJF and Chris Jericho have their uh, had another promo. Good old uh, Sammy Guevara gets his inner circle jacket a little too big for him, but it's okay. MJF asked to join the inner circle. Jericho or the other people in the inner circle say no. Jericho is kind of open to it, but we kind of see where this is going. They will have a steak dinner next week. So and more of the Jericho MJF dynamic here. So something that I realized, I mean, I, I, I listened to, uh, to Jericho on a, on a podcast a couple days ago, and he's saying stuff like, you know, if it wasn't for him going to AEW, WWE guys want to get a pay raise and all that kind of stuff. Um, do you, and I just thought of this this morning, do you kind of equivalate Jericho going to AEW kind of when Hall and Nash went to WCW and it was kind of like, you know, if it wasn't for them going, things wouldn't change in WWE? And do you feel like, you know, granted, I know AEW and WCW ran differently, but do you feel like it is kind of the same situation we're in? You know, big name goes, you know, people get more money. But Jericho, do you think Jericho, like the NWO, the click at the time, do you think he's going to be taking advantage of the company like they did? Or do you think he's it's going to be completely different? I think from a money standpoint, I think the uh... – comparison to Holland Nash to Jericho is well maybe not Jericho himself but kind of just AEW in general is apropos because the click had or Holland Nash had the guaranteed contracts blah 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 then that leads to WWF doing guaranteed contracts and it just goes back and forth so I agree on that aspect now when it comes to Jericho he I mean yeah there might be some behind the scenes aspects that people don't like but I think we're seeing that Jericho in this iteration right now is just there to have fun, put over the younger talent. I mean, he's faced Moxley. He's faced Orange Cassidy. He's put him over both of those. I mean, both of those times he lost the feud. So we're seeing him put over talent. Now, yeah, he came in, won the championship. Now, I'm not saying Jericho was like, you're going to make me the champion when I sign, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to be the guy. I don't think it was like that. I think that's just an AEW decision. So I don't think Jericho is going to be that egotistical guy. And he's never really been that egotistical guy to make himself the main event guy, mainly because he didn't have the power to do so. But I don't think that's going to be him in AEW. Okay. I just had to ask the question because, you know, I've been, you know, I always, I like watching the older, you know, you shoots and, and, you know, storytelling and stuff like that with like NWO stuff. And I just kind of made, I made the small connection of, you know, he left to a new company, more money, more this, 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 that. So I just had to, I just had to ask the question. Uh, kind of just your overall thoughts on the MJF Jericho dynamic. I think they're kind of, they're trying to go with like Jericho and Kevin Owens, but Kevin Owens is much, much better an act than MJF in terms of character. Oh, hundred percent, hundred, 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 hundred percent. But then again, I will say MJF, there, I'm not gonna say there's there's a charisma factor that Kevin doesn't have because I think Kevin can be charismatic when he needs it, but I think MJF is just he he can without breaking a sweat get everyone in the arena in the world to hate him. Kevin, people like him no matter what because of what he's done in the past. So I I feel like there's that aspect of it, and that's why they're probably trying to push it so much. But, you know, 
I think it's fine. I don't. I rather see them against each other than together, because I think if you pair them together, then you're just losing out on two good singles acts and putting them to make one good tag team. And if they're going to be one good tag team, then they need to win the titles, which I don't want them to have the tag titles. Definitely agree with you on the comparison between Kevin Owens and MJF. I'm gonna. I mean, I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion that Jericho is turning babyface, gonna feud against MJF, and. Once again, I think this is kind of another way for Jericho to put over the younger talent. And I mean, MJF is kind of, he's lost his feuds thus far. So I don't know. And Jericho's kind of in the same boat. So it's kind of that thing of like, both these guys are kind of Teflon and they can always come back from the losses. But do you want to have the younger guy win this one just so he doesn't get hurt in the long run or have Jericho win because he's the baby face and all these other things. But moving on, Britt Baker is back. She has a promo. No, I guess vignette more where she's at the spa with Tony Schiavone and they get facials and pedicures, you know, many petty facials, all the, all the goodness, I guess. I bet you, you love a good facial home, huh, Brandon. Yeah. It just really reinvigorates the skin really makes you feel like a whole new person. All serious. I mean, it's cool, whatever, but I mean, a good vignette promo, whatever you want to call it, doesn't make up for the lack of the women's division. So just got to say that hot take speaking of the women's division. We're just going to jump, I guess, to Hikaru Shida defeating Big Swole to retain her women's title. There you go. Good job. There you go. Good job. Uh, another title match. We had Cody defending his TNT championship against Orange Cassidy goes to a time limit draw. We had Darby Allen doing his best best sting impression, hiding up in the nose bleeds because Darby is going to face the TNT champion at full gear. Mr. X kind of talked about it with the triple threat match, but we will be getting orange Cassidy and Cody in a few weeks. Your thoughts on this match. So two, two things I want to bring up. One is you mentioned, you know, sting impression, there's rumors that Sting was going to maybe sign with AEW. Do you think Sting, you know, you have... Um, Darby you know, Allen is not Sting. They are two I'm not, saying, he, I'm not saying he's Sting. I'm not saying he's Sting. I'm just saying you have Arn with Cody. You have what's-his-face with FTR. You know, uh, is there a possibility that Sting comes in and maybe kind of does something with Darby maybe? Or no? I know this might be kind of old school thinking, but Sting is so much bigger than Darby. And I don't think you want to like really shine a light on that size difference by having Sting come in and manage Darby or be with Darby. Okay. Okay. And then the other thing. And he's a lone is, ranger. He's a, a lone crow. One might say. Oh, crow is you doing some little foreshadowing right there. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Anyways, the other thing I want to bring up is. Is this finally going to be the time where Darby gets the title, or do you think it's too soon to take it off of Cody? Cody is back to the blonde hair. Now, I don't know if that means he's going to be a baby face forever. He he just won the title back. I, I would have thought if Darby were to get the win, maybe it would be a big deal if he got it over Brody because he is kind of the big, bad, menacing heel. So I'm going to go with Cody getting the win, kind of just first impressions, kind of just right now that can change later on but i think they're they're kind of telling a story with cody that's gonna be a you know it's, it's on a simmer right now maybe it's gonna boil later up later i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about hurry up dominic come on 
Matt Hardy returns with his family, cuts a promo that says he's 100% cleared and ready to go. Sammy Guevara is up on the Jumbotron and says that he's not done with Matt. He's not going to be done until Hardy is gone from the company. So we're going to get this match again. Hopefully nobody dies. I mean, if, if anything, Matt was getting another concussion, it's fine. I just hope they have a straightforward in-ring match maybe have some hardcore aspects to it because Matt Hardy, let's be honest, he's a little limited. He needs some of those, uh, the gimmicks to really get him along and maybe they can have the match that they weren't able to have at all out. Moving on. We have a tag team qualifying match announcement where we have the four participants and whoever wins that match will face FTR at full gear. Young bucks were the last ones announced. I think people are going to assume that the young bucks are going to win this match against butcher blade, uh, the dark order and private party. Dominic, what do you think is going to happen here next week? Sorry, I'm trying to get this bear claw out. I don't want to make a lot of noise. Um, I I feel like it's up to the Young Bucks. Fine, uh, It's up to them. Yeah, they, it makes the most sense because of the storyline they're going towards. But I can also see them holding off for maybe a bigger pay-per-view, like Double or Nothing or All Out or All In, whatever it is something like that. I guess they're holding off that match for that, but it just makes sense to be young bucks next week. Yeah. I don't know exactly where they're going with the storyline. I'm a little down on the young bucks kind of overall with their character development. You would think that you would want young bucks as a baby face going up against the heel FTR. So having heel heel matchup for the tag team titles. Yeah. The type the match might be great but I don't know exactly if it could have been the best it could have been. So there is a story kind of out. I mean, the whatever private party beat the young bucks last year. So maybe they can beat them again. I mean, who exactly knows? We're just going to have to stay tuned and find out. And in the main event, John Moxley defeats Lance Archer to retain his AEW championship. Eddie Kingston was on commentary with Ray Phoenix and Pentagon and Eddie Kingston comes out, you know, all buddy, buddy. And then it was all a swerve, bro. He chokes out John Moxley. What? Are you serious? Oh my God. I didn't see it happening to him. Great analysis that you can only get here on curveballs and chair shots. That's because I wasn't paying attention to his eating that delicious ass bear claw. And I didn't watch that match. So sorry. I'm sorry that, you know, if AW can't produce a weekly television show that makes me interested and captivates me. It's not my fault. Dominic, do you actually watch the television show or do you just watch highlights on YouTube? Brandon, uh, I'm not going to give out how I do it because, you know, people are going to take our our proven, successful... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Formula. Formula to beat us in podcasts podcasting so i'm not gonna say finally let's go through the nxt recap which dominic definitely did watch we kick it off with the undisputed era just kyle o'reilly bobby fish and roderick strong kyle o'reilly cuts a little bit of a promo and then this leads into undisputed era taking on danny birch and oni lorkin undisputed era wins and they will face brizongo for the tag team championships I feel like great match. Oh, I take that back. Good match. But I feel I think Undisputed Era needs to beat Brizongo. I think I'm not saying anything bad about him, but it just makes more sense to have Undisputed Era holding those tag titles. I feel like it's 
they're meant to hold it. Brazongo is too comedic, not serious enough. I mean, they can get serious just like Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is all comedic, but when he needs to get serious, he gets serious. But I think it, they just need to get those titles off of him. Undisputed Era kind of as a whole is a little up in the air question mark. I don't know how we're supposed to feel. You would think that Kyle O'Reilly kind of turned babyface, but yet when they came out, the crowd was booing him. So it's just kind of up in the air. And I, I wonder how much of the Ridge Holland injury is really going to just mess up this entire storyline or thing between Undisputed Era. But we will find out. And I agree with you. I think just put the titles on, on UE, the tag scene in general is a little lackluster, but uh, I, I think they'll figure it out. Then we get an update on Finn Balor. He had surgery and we get an update regarding the title to where they're just going to wait and see. I assume this is kind of like shoot as well. They're just going to wait and see how Balor recovers within the next few weeks. And they're going to have to give us an update or an announcement on what they're going to do with the title. I think you should strip them. And when you go to crown, the new type new champion you have Finn come out and said I'm perfectly go and then you have Finn beat the crap out of that guy you can kind of establish Finn as maybe a heelish Finn and you know you kind of get you, you get to keep Finn as your champion and yet you turn Finn fully as heel and you can start your feud from there this might be the UFC fan talking but I've always been kind of in favor of just doing an interim champion especially when it's like a uh a slot not to like take away from the injury or anything like that but it's kind of a lesser injury he shouldn't be gone for too long you have an interim champion finn can come back in a few months have a unification match at takeover it just kind of writes itself but if they want to strip him and then i mean you can do the same exact storyline without the interim tag on it so it, it all is it all makes sense i guess then we get ember moon she has a sit down interview i mean we've kind of seen this a thousand times someone either returns or comes back from injury and they're like oh i love nxt i could have been on the on the big shows on the main roster but i love nxt and this is where the this is where the big boys play and blah 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 blah. so i mean the delivery and everything i guess this is kind of where ember i think shines because as i said last week the standing in the ring promo exactly wasn't fantastic so i think this definitely fits her better but we've just seen this type of promo so many times and it's never going to change. Let's just be honest here. It's always going to be, this is where this is. So as long as she can deliver, I think she'll be fine. I hope to God one day she comes back to the to Raw or SmackDown and kind of can win that major, major, major women's title. But, you know, NXT is probably the better women's division anyway. So I think the better division, the better wrestler. So she's better off. We get Jake Atlas defeating uh, what, whatever his name is, Adonis, and then this leads to Legato Del Fantasma attacking them, and then Swerve Scott makes the save. So setting up another uh, six-man tag with uh, Swerve and friends taking on Legato Del Fantasma. Oh, wonderful. Can't wait. I know. We get Johnny Gargano taking on Austin Theory. Gargano gets the win, but Theory definitely put up a fight. And at the end, Gargano kind of gave him a little, you know, little look that says, you know, kid, I might have underestimated you and you're pretty damn good. I think you got to give Austin credit. I mean, he was pretty much automatically put on the main roster, went back to NXT. And, you know, he's he. I think he's doing better in NXT. I think Raw kind of, he was kind of fed to the Sharks on Raw and, you know, it just didn't work well. 
but I think he's doing phenomenal work in NXT. And I, I think it's a matter of time until they start kind of going his way. And you know, I'm not going to say he's going to be a future WWE champion, but I, I think if he works hard and he kind of keeps his nose above water, I can see him being NXT champion at least. Raquel Gonzalez was backstage and she challenged Rhea Ripley to a match at Halloween Havoc in two weeks. Rhea Ripley heard this and she, you know, walked up to her and they had a little uh, kerfuffle at the, uh, I guess, in the training facility or at the PC. You know, I noticed you say kerfuffle like every episode. I feel like I didn't say it last week or the week before. Pretty sure you did, but. Yeah, whatever. Well, I've also heard from the rumor mill that you say I feel a lot, and that maybe annoys somebody. Is that somebody you, Brandon? No, it's not me. Who is it? And maybe somebody who has a podcast of their own. Oh, you're talking about baby Huey? He hates it? Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like it's Tyler. Close. Travis? Maybe. You're lying. Huh? Listen to the tape. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley. Your thoughts? They're going to have a match. I assume Rhea wins, but yeah, you just never know. I, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I would need to go listen to this podcast. Is, is it last week's episode? Uh, maybe. I'm going to listen back to it. I'm I'm a little uh, a little triggered right now. I can't. Are we, we going to have a kerfuffle? Definitely. Uh, okay, we get Tommaso Ciampa. Very quick little uh, video. And he had, seemingly we're going to get uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Velveteen Dream. I guess two heels going at it, possibly. Well, I really hope Ciampa beats a shit out of Dream because I definitely don't want Dream coming out on this on top. Then we had the women's number one contender match. We had my girl, Candice LeRae, taking on Dominic's girl, Shotzi Blackheart. And in the end, Candice gets the win from a little help from Indy Hartwell supplying some brass knuckles and Candace will take on EO in two weeks. Good action. Maybe the best match of the night with a shitty finish, which is kind of expected in WWE, but I mean, we've seen Shotzi and Candace work so many times that, you know, they can do this in their sleep. You know, they need to stop shitting on my girl Shotzi. She has been proven time and time again, she can deliver great matches, but they continue to put over, the sh- worst wrestler in the world, bitch ass Candace. But well, you know, Shotzi will get her. Will get her her title. Trust me. But whatever. It's a. De- it was a good match. Not gonna. Not gonna say anything else about that. I'm just gonna ignore you, like you didn't say that. Moving on. Tony Storm returns to NXT and defeats the returning Robert Stone Brand, Aaliyah. Uh, Tony gets the win. Aaliyah, I think maybe had a little bit too much offense, but Tony gets the easy win. Tony face heel. What was the deal? Bars. You want more? Sure. Five bars, five seconds. Money. Money, money, money. Bad bunny. Good job. Anyways, Tony Storm, her return. Face or heel. What's the deal? The deal is she is no big deal no more. She needs to work her way up to the top to be the champ. But I do feel a heel turn coming in the future for Tony Storm. Who is champion first? Or let's let's say who challenges for the championship first? Ember Moon or Tony Storm? 
I feel like Ember will challenge first, but Tony would win it. And I would agree with you on that one. We get Imperium taking on the two best friends that anyone can have, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Imperium get the win, but then Everrise goes and attacks Maverick. But Killian Dane makes a save because nobody, only Killian Dane can beat up Drake Maverick. Just true, true love. You thought me and you had something special, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Beautiful. I'm, I mean, you don't beat me up. You just verbally abuse the fuck out of me and make me feel like shit and make me want to cry after the podcast. But then that's a different stuff. So. That's different. Oh, you want me to give an analysis? Uh, you know, decent, okay-ish match. Uh, I, I really don't. I think they need to stop with the whole Dane Drake stuff. I they they just need to kind of split them up and let. I I honestly enjoyed Drake and what's his name, Cruiserweight Champion guy, whatever his name is. I I home Dave Phasma, but that's not his name. It's Escobar, right? Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar, not Pablo. But I yeah, was really enjoying that. <laughs> I was really enjoying that feud. I I would not mind going back to it. But this whole tag team, I hate you thing, you know, with Kane and Daniel Bryan, it was perfect. Everything after that is just shit. So I get a nice little chuckle out of it. I like it. I, I do think maybe he could do something more with Killian Dane, but I think at this point, having him kind of in a fun comedy tag team with Drake Maverick might be the best thing for him. Then in the main event, the North American Championship was on the line as Damian Priest defends against Dexter Loomis. We had Cameron uh, Grimes. I almost want to say Cameron Brait. That is not who wrestles for NXT. Uh, Cameron Grimes attacks Loomis during the match. Priest did not see it. He gets his finish. Priest retains. So we're going to continue on with Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis. Priest celebrates afterwards. Then William Regal makes the announce or Johnny Gargano attacks Damon Priest. Then William Regal makes the announcement that in the two matches for the championship match, the two championship matches, Dominic, what's going to happen? What happened after this? Uh, let's see. It is official. Johnny Gargano is taking on Damian Priest for the North American Championship. And you have Candice Larona, because she got the corona, because she's a little hoa, is taking on Io Shirai for the women's title. But what's going to happen? What What's the stipulation for those matches? If they lose, you're a bitch. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I thought this was a perfect layup because Shotzi comes out of the smoke and then she does her evil. Uh, what's the? the uh, I, I'm the. It's the only way I'm going to say it. Who is the evil black-haired vampire-looking lady with the big old tits? The old lady. What's her name? Come on, Donna. Come I, out here. I I fucking know it. I fucking know it. Don't tell me. I fucking follow her. What the shit? Elvira. Oh my God. I got it. Elvira. Really? That's her name, right? Is that her name Elvira? Elvira? What, what are you thinking? Is it really Elvira? I'll, I'll, hang on. Hang on. I'm pretty sure it's not Elvira. E-L-V-I-R-A. It's not Elvira. Okay, Dominic. Oh, it is. Mistress of the Dark. Okay. Never mind. You're right. Anyways, Shotzi does her best Elvira impression talking all spooky about halloween havoc and those two matches will be determined via spin the wheel make a deal so both of those matches will take place under some spooky stipulation 
cool, I guess. Watch the tape, Dominic. You would have known this. I wasn't paying attention. Jesus, I'm sorry. It was sorry. the very ending of the show. It was like the thing that not everyone was talking about, but it was like, you know, the exclamation point on the episode. But you know, it's really funny because on Facebook, uh, Instagram today, I did see, you know, spin the wheel, make a deal. And I was just like, oh, cool. That's cool. You know what else is not cool? The Houston Astros just defeated the Tampa Bay Rays 7-4. to four Damn it! Two extend the series we will be going to a game seven they are questioning the double play does not look like they will be challenging who exactly knows but we'll just say for the hell of it that the astros and rays will be playing tomorrow in game seven dominic who wins i know we kind of talked about but now that it's official brandon would you want to do a live stream watching the game together if i can convince the studio audience dominic When's the last time you watched a full baseball game? Was it the wild card game of last year? Uh, full one. Uh, yeah, actually, probably. Exactly. But we could start. It's never too late to start, buddy. Well, if what we're just say? if we're just gonna throw out last minute ideas, Dominic, I was wondering possibly since every time I do this podcast, we're kind of caught in the middle of series. Would you possibly be willing, if things pan out right, timing wise, to do possibly a World Series preview podcast? You know, Brandon, you said some pretty awesome shit before, but this is pretty cool too. Sure. Boom. So. Keep an eye out for that. Maybe sometime between Saturday and Monday, because who knows what's going to go on with the Dodgers and the Braves game. That is just underway at the moment. If I can turn the channel and see if there is a score at the moment. And the score is the Braves are winning two to zero in the top of the third inning. So possibly not both of these series will be done tonight or by tomorrow. Inside joke. I'm watching the Miley Cyrus backyard sessions right now on MTV backyard sessions. She's a lovely singer. I know she's a lovely singer. So thank you all very Dominic, can you even give me your prediction? Braves or Astros? Who's winning? Who's taking the pennant tomorrow? Mm. You say Braves or Rays? It sounds Rays. like you said Braves. It sounds like Rays. you said Braves. Well, they're very similar. Braves. They are. Uh, maybe I said Braves, but I just kind of, you know, changed it mid-sentence, mid-word. Dominic, we won't wait too long. The studio audience must be like dying of hunger or annoyance. Or yeah, both. my dogs are hungry too. What? Hang on. You ready to watch this? Oreo, you want dinner? You hungry? You hungry? You want din din? You hungry? Dinner? Usually you're fucking barking and shit. You make me look stupid in front of my friends. Uh, go with the. I'll go with the Rays. And I will go with the Astros. So thank you all very much for tuning in. Be on the lookout for a World Series preview podcast for. Dominic Hobson, the studio audience, the mascot, the big dog, the little dog, and everybody in between. Mr. X, frenemy, more enemy than friend, Tyler Gunnerson. My name is Your boy. Your boy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. goodbye and good night and uh, bye bang. Hula. <laughs>